0: Good morning, everybody. I am Glenn Geek in Ocala, Florida.
2: And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for February 28th, episode 2381, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, horse people. Congratulations. You made it to Freestyle Friday. That means Jamie and Glenn are here to lead you into the weekend with some fun horse talk and some really bad ads on Horses in the Morning.
0: Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. We appreciate or good you afternoon, being depending here. on what time you're listening or evening. Yeah, a lot of people go to sleep to us, and I predict in another five minutes you will be sound asleep. <laughs> so. <laughs>
2: but wake up for the end because it's really bad ads day.
0: <laughs> That's right, it is a really bad ads day, so we and we're giving away prizes today too. Before we get to all of that, I just wanted to mention the the coronavirus. We talked about it a little bit after the show on Wednesday, but uh, uh, it seems like a lot's happened between now and then, and we haven't talked to the general audience about it. and we are the number one podcast in the horse world, so that just bring up a couple of things. We're not going to dwell on it because you get that plenty of other places. But it's ironic that three people I know have had their conferences canceled in Orlando that are coming up in the next two weeks.
2: Is this a great time to get tickets to Disney World? Because like there'll <laughs> be nobody there. It
0: may be. My sister-in-law's coming down this week. And I go to a conference in Orlando next week. PodFest is going to be there. So they did send out an email encouraging everybody to not shake hands. They, they sent out an email and said, we encourage you not shaking hands. And they're actually going to give out stickers that you put on your name tag that a green sticker says you don't want to touch anybody. No fist bumping, no hugging, nothing. So that's going to be interesting. Are you going to uh, wear it? I'm, I'm going to wear it. Hell, I have, a, <laughs> I have a uh, chronic disease that my immune system's, uh, you know, not great. So yeah, I'm going to wear it.
2: So, but just my friend Donna is a flight attendant, and she was on a flight last night, and uh, this guy is sitting. Uh, I think he was in first class, and she. It was like, I'm I'm sorry. I, I don't understand you. He had a mask, but like the mask with the filter outside of it. Oh, so he had the filter like,
0: and everything? He
2: looked like Bane. Yeah, from, you <laughs> like know. he's
0: painting. Painters use that mask. Yeah. yeah,
2: and then he was also wearing swim goggles. What? <laughs> he was wearing swim goggles and the mask, well, and he's like trying to ask for something, and she's like, what? I'm so, I, I, I don't understand. I can't read your mouth. I can't read your lips. I can't see your eyeballs. Like He's wearing blue swim goggles.
0: <laughs> well, you know, they did say the mask kind of useless because if it gets in your eyes, you get it, right? So he's got it down. He got it all covered there. Genius. I wonder if he had rubber gloves on, too. I don't know. But did you see asked. that Japan has closed all their schools indefinitely? Oh, boy. Yeah, Japan you know what? all colleges and high schools across the country from March 2nd until the spring. Wow. Um, and the big thing is the markets. You know, the market had the biggest drop it's seen. And you remember, I used to be a financial planner, so I kind of followed this. Um, the markets had the biggest drop ever yesterday. I know Chad's
2: been buying up all sorts of stuff.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it is a good t- time to buy. And what I would tell people, and I'm, I'm not giving you financial advice, i just say, what I would say is that you need to ride this stuff out. This is just, it's usually just temporary. You know, it's, you're in the market for a long period of time.
2: It's I had to like, explain to my mom once, like say she had like a hundred stocks and they were all worth a certain amount. And then they, she, she, they all shrunk down. Like after after September 11th and she's like, I've lost everything on my like, mom. You still own those. Okay. Right. They're not, they didn't take them away from you. They're just not worth anything. So write it out. It'll go back up. All those it's people fine. in
0: 2008 have made a ton of money since then after the crash, right? Um, yeah. You know, that stuck with it. Those that sold didn't. <laughs> so, no, do
2: you sell yeah. you? That's the dumbest thing ever. So hang on to it. And uh, actually, Chad's been buying American Airlines stock it's so cheap right now. Well, uh, like, cruise stock back. too
0: has dropped like fifty percent. Has mean,
2: Google or Amazon gone down? Because those I, no, are the ones I, I want to get I don't involved think in.
0: So. <laughs> not, not a lot. I'm sure they're going down. But and again, we're not financial advisors, so please do not take this as financial advice. However, I did talk to a financial advisor yesterday, who we're going to have on the show here coming up shortly. She's going to do a whole series on finances for horse people. And, um... She, uh, you know, she said that we're watching this very closely because I get
2: enough of the finance stuff from my husband. <laughs> Dear God! I've...
0: Now, where you will see it, where horse people will see the effects of it, one is obviously if schools start shutting down here and all of that. Um, but where we are seeing it is in the supply chain coming from China. There, I talked to a couple of uh, I'm on a couple of Facebook pages, and I actually talked to a couple of retailers over the last couple of days in the horse world, and they're they're not seeing their product. You know, it's slowed down to a all product coming in, so there may be shortages on some things. That of course everything's made in China, right? So there may be some shortages on some horse stuff and things like that. Um, My
2: father's wife told me we need to start stockpiling water, and I was like, "What?
0: See, waters. See, this is where I was going to give a tiny piece of advice. I would say, and what we decided to do was we just stocked up on the the things that we eat that are that are don't aren't perishable. We just got more of those things. So if you have a two-week supply of food, if you're in quarantine and the stores are ravaged like they are in Italy or whatever, uh, you just have more of the stuff you're going to eat anyway. You're going to have water and electric. See, that's the difference between this and a like a hurricane, right? Hurricane. I
2: live in a freaking 800 square foot tiny home, and my pantry, Glenn, is bookshelves in my kitchen. Well, you have a big barn, though.
0: You can just throw it out there.
2: I can't put it on the shelf in the barn. More crap in this (laughs) house. I just can't. And by the way, my father's wife telling us we need to stockpile water, and I was like, Why would I need to stockpile water? What are you talking about?
0: Water. I think you're going to be your electric will be on. So she's
2: like, It's going to get in. It's going to get in the water supply systems, and I was like i'm on a well
0: i, I don't She's think like, that's how it works
2: yeah she, <laughs> you're more likely said, to
0: die from uh poison that's put on the grass uh than in your water supply but anyway that's uh that's the update and we'll we'll, we'll keep doing updates i think more of our listeners are going to be affected by their kids schools closing if one person gets sick you oh know? my
2: god please no <laughs> i need him to go to school <laughs>
0: So I think oh. that's the thing that I've, the most things I've read obviously is after your lesson, she, Jamie did give a complete lesson on washing hands after the show and the post yes, show did. on Wednesday. <laughs> and we never did talk about what we're talking about the post show today. So keep that in mind.
2: I actually um, have to go at 1015. So. Okay. No post, post show today.
0: Then. Okay. No, po- <laughs> <laughs> no that, post show today. The answer is that. All right, here we go. Let's do some daily minis. getting ahead of myself. Let's first talk about what's coming up on today's show. We have Tom Morgan, founder of The Adventurous. The Big Boss is coming on. You know the Mongol Derby? Well, he's the guy that started all that adventurous stuff, all of the different wacky things they do. He's going to join us from, uh, from Argentina to talk about the amazing new race that's coming up next week called the Gaucho Derby. And, of course, we've covered the Mongol Derby for 10 years. So imagine riding for 10 days and 500 kilometers through the wilds of Patagonia on horses you've never met before. And it is so rugged there and so mountainous that you have to bring up. You're also in charge of a pack horse to pack your supplies.
2: This sounds so fun. <laughs> Leslie, Leslie should
0: totally do it. Plus, we make some listeners very happy today as we give away the $600 of horse lovers prizes and and for really bad ads. And we're going to have some of those for you. To. My Daily Winnie is the... Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy, happy birthday to you. <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun. Happy birthday to wait. Jenny Sivison Brubaker, Lee Dufresne, Nicole Mauser-Storer. Happy what? birthday to all of you.
2: How did you get all those names right?
0: Well, I didn't. You said, I have to own it. I have no okay. idea if any of those were correct, but I owned it, didn't I? It just went <laughs> See, right it through.
2: it sounds really good when you just own it.
0: <laughs> I have no idea. I think Sivisand is correct because she's, I think she told me last year I got it right. So, uh, and we have a brand new auditor, Kathy Tahan. So thank you, Kathy, for you, joining the You tricked the
2: party. me. You tricked me. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's good advice. Own hey, a couple things, like...
0: a couple other things before you go. Uh, Apple Podcasts, for the first time ever, hit 900,000 people different podcasts yesterday
2: I listened to two different podcasts on my Apple player yesterday see I you I helped.
0: contributed 50,000 new podcasts have been added in the last 30 days Everybody's got a
2: podcast. (laughs) And I'm happy
0: to announce that the scooter video is making its rounds again. Uh, So for new listeners, there was a video of Scooter that we put up. I looked in 2014. It got millions and millions and millions of views. He was rolling in the water. And for some reason, it's come back to life. There's a ton of new comments on it. But I looked to see what the current count was at. And I got a message from Facebook that says we don't track video counts anymore when they were posted before 2015. So it has zero as the count. But the number of shares is up to 205,000.
2: Wow. (laughs) A pony rolling in a puddle. You should have put a dang tag on it. Horses in the morning. (laughs) Oh, man. Y'all are going to love this one. Daily Winnie goes out to the very, very helpful man at the gas station. Uh, I filled up my, I I went to yesterday to go drop off a couple horses and pick them up from the rescue. And before I did, uh, before I loaded them up, I went, there's like a little local country store type thing. I mean, it's Oklahoma for God's sake. There's just a local country store. You can get beer, pizza and gas. And so I go in and I fill up with gas and I've got my trailer attached and I'm going to go back and grab the horses. So I get the gas and y'all know, sometimes I don't always pay attention and I start to drive off and this guy in it, No, know. Not paying attention? This guy... I'm the one who's put gas in my diesel. Thank you very much. (laughs) Um, So this guy starts waving at me. Why did we let
0: you out of the house?
2: (laughs) He stops his truck and he starts waving, 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 like out the window. And I was like, oh "Oh my God, I didn't take the gas pump. I don't know. Some of these are on fire. Like, what the hell? So I jamming into park and I jump out into the car and I look at the trailer and I look at the truck and there's no gas pump sitting in my truck. You well, know? I'm and glad I...
0: of that. I was a little conservative.
2: <laughs> and I, I'm like, what? What is it? He goes, what kind of horses you got in there? <laughs> I was like, What? <laughs> You just flagged me down after filling up at a gas station, waving your hands ferociously, <laughs> and I stop, I run out of the car, jam it apart, slam on the brake. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? What kind of horses you got in there? <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to kill you. Did you answer? Like, you
0: oh,
2: I go, there aren't any horses in there, and you scared the out of me. And he's like, well what what type of horses do you usually have? And I was like, I'm out of here! <laughs> I mean, like... Uh,
0: stop talking! <sighs> do you think he pulls all the good-looking girls and horse trailers over?
2: <laughs> hey! What type of horses you got? Are you married? Is that his
0: pickup line?
2: <laughs> Chad did say the speed of pickup lines. He's like, I was at the... Uh, he got to the g- gate before the gate agents, and this, this guy comes up, and he's like, uh, can y'all change my seat? And Chad's like, uh, no, we're not allowed to push those buttons. We're just the pilots. And he goes, you're a pilot? Chad's like, yeah. He goes, you married? <laughs> 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 the men, the boys love Chad. <laughs> He's hey, like, yeah, funny. I'm married. Thanks.
0: I'm glad <laughs> you moved to Oklahoma. It gave us a whole new set of content for the show.
2: Oh, man. Hey, you're I have a follow-up
0: for Wednesday's show, and Kathy sent us this. Remember on Wednesday I talked about you could ride at Gettysburg and do the Gettysburg Battle Tour on horseback? And mm-hmm. I said, has anybody done it? And we had a listener that's done it. Kathy sent us a message and said, I was listening to Wednesday's podcast where you're talking about horseback riding Gettysburg. I took the two-hour tour last October. It was very nice and a beautiful ride. The tour I used was Hickory Hollow Farm. I picked them because they had draft cross horses. We had 10 in our group. It was a beautiful autumn day and i loved it they give you a radio with earbuds so you can learn about each part of the tour the trails go back behind some of the buildings and around the battlefields it's worth going and enjoy the ride to see where the battles were i got goosebumps in certain places i told you kathy uh you would love some of the horses they had draft horse crosses that were 17 hands uh and he was super with first-time riders i would go back again in the future so there you go it's called hickory hollow farm and i'll put a link to that in the show notes
2: Nice. You wouldn't get on a 17-hand horse just too far from the ground for you. <laughs> I used to y'all, ride.
0: I actually used to ride my uh, Percheron, though, because I like a riding a great big couch.
2: And now you own a, jo- a tiny little pony. So stop it.
0: You should have seen it when <laughs> I had the tiny little pony and the Percheron, and we put them side by side.
2: <laughs> was, nice. Uh,
0: so we, uh, we got another post from another listener in the auditor room, didn't we? Yes,
2: we did. And it's fantastic. <laughs>
0: All right, you want to set it up?
2: Okay, so pretend my name is April, and I'm married to Alvin. And she sent us this message. Is that his name?
0: I didn't know what his name was. Yeah, Uh,
2: they've come over to the farm, actually. They live in
0: Texas. So I'm Alvin?
2: You're going to be Alvin.
0: Okay.
2: I'm going to be April. And she posts this, and we're going to reenact it as the proper thespians that we are. (laughs) Hey, y'all, I got my husband good last night. She's a little Texas. got a little drawl. I'm not very good at it, but I'll try. We were watching TV and I said, hey, I need to go ahead and tell you what I did. And he put down his phone and he looked at me with that WTH look and asked, what? Here is the conversation that followed. Alvin, I bought a Clydesdale foal and he should be here tomorrow or Friday.
0: You what? We don't need another horse right now. You, you you aren't doing more than feeding them and cleaning the stalls anyway. What do you need a have their horse for? And especially a baby and a Clydesdale at that.
2: Do you even know me? I have always wanted a draft or two. And I knew you wouldn't get one. I, and you know, I wouldn't get one unless it was like a really good deal.
0: Oh, my God. Where did you find him? Did you go to that young gal in Oklahoma to find him? I Lovely love that he I'm called the you young a young gal. gal, by the way. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Do you mean, Jamie, I can find <laughs> horses on my own and she didn't help?
0: Or did that gal you helped out in Waco and, uh, you know, with as draft horses or that Christie girl?
2: No, Robin Donahue. And Jamie Jennings had nothing to do with it. They are not bad influences on me. Do you at least want to see a picture of the stallion and mare? I can't find a picture of the foal, but they have great bloodlines.
0: Oh, great. Those bloodlines probably added to the price. And all those horse girls are bad influences when it comes to horses or other animals. And I don't want you seeing them anymore. (laughs)
2: Listen, Alvin, I will do whatever I want, and I will get a new horse if I want. This isn't part of it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is Jamie coming out. Alvin, who do you
2: think you're talking to right now, okay? And with that, I showed him a picture of my two Clydesdale Briar horses. And he is still
0: speaking to me. That
2: is a great gag. Oh, my God.
0: And she played it to the end, too. And I could just hear the whole conversation because I've been on the other side of that. I've been on Alvin's side.
2: (laughs) But with real ones.
0: Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. Although Jennifer didn't usually do that too much. I was the one that usually wanted to come home with stuff. Like, I'd buy a new car and not tell her. That doesn't not... go well, by the way, guys. I'm
2: just... Oh my god, if Chad bought a new car
0: without talking to me, I'd freak out. That did not go well. I only did that once.
2: Yeah, you learned. <laughs> and, and and she hated that car till the day it left,
0: didn't she? <laughs> she probably did.
2: Um, I, I got a new horse in training yesterday, Glenn, and I would like to say that I am the most amazing trainer of all time. So Horse and Hound Rescue Foundation got a grant, and they have all these horses that are off the track, and they would like them to be restarted to get some video of walk, track, canter, maybe jump if they're capable, and uh, th- make them more adoptable when you get a good video. Well, the last two I had, one I got the two, it was a chestnut gelding and a bay gelding and the bay, he had been trimmed way too short right before he came. And I just couldn't, I just comfortably couldn't do anything with him because he was foot sore. So we took him back to grow some feet out. And the other one, oh my God, I loved him. His name was Cowboy Pride. If anybody needs a fox hunter or a venter, this horse had the brain, I mean, just amazing. Uh, and I love him. And I would have adopted him had Chad not already adopted the dang mare. See, Alvin, some men get horses. Um, so so I, t- I had to take them back. That was after the gas station fiasco. So I take them back. And I and, and she's like, we just got this one in off the track. She's been off. She raced like two and a half weeks ago. So she is fit and has no hair. And she looks like, you know, a horse would a fit horse in the middle of the summer, you know, she's just really, and, and she's almost black, drop dead, gorgeous mare, beautiful tapered face, you know, just bred really well and really taking care of. And I, I, I put her out in the little paddock that I put my in training horses, which is next to the road so they can see the traffic coming and going. And I put her out there and she just was carrying on like crazy. So I climbed up on my round and I was like, I need to get a video just of this because I kind of video them right when they come. And the most amazing, the, the point of all of this is that these horses get good videos of being worked with and they get adopted. And so I, I posted this video and she is, I mean, she is awesome. She's doing flying lead changes to the right, flying lead change to the left, easy peasy, no problem. And I posted the video Glenn three hours later, she got adopted.
0: Really? video does everybody you know looking for a horse or what
2: i i mean <laughs> was alvin I, right <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know what it's gonna really like texas in april <laughs> <laughs> alvin you got you no um and this is a spicy mare so i actually had three three people immediately contacted me and i had to go to You're the like drug owner. dealer I am. That's a problem. <laughs> the, anyway, she's coming. And it seems mares, in your,
0: mares are your crack because uh, you, you've you been dealing with more mares than anything else. It's Well, they just, whatever they have that they, they need yeah.
2: worked on, you know. And the this sound is so funny, years.
0: everybody, because longtime listeners will remember the day when... Jamie swore she would never, ever have a mare at her farm.
2: I know. And look what happened to me. Good (laughs) Lord. But I didn't do it. These are my, I don't pick these. They just come to me for training. And like I said, like that, I mean, that's pretty good. Three. I don't think I can beat three hours
0: uh, for adoption,
2: but anyway, it's going to a nice girl that lives in Southwest Oklahoma and she's going to be here 10, 15 to pick her up. So
0: uh, so you you haven't even done anything with the source. (laughs)
2: Nothing. (laughs) I did a join up with her last night. Like that was it. And I'm like, and I didn't even need to do that because that adoption was in process when I did that. You realize?
0: I I hope you still get paid by for training the horses that come in and get adopted immediately out.
2: No, (laughs) (laughs) no, I don't. I do not. Oh,
0: I just heard from April, uh, who's uh, the April of Alvin and April, and she said I showed Alvin that video of Jamie's new mare, and he told me to put my phone down. (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're safe, Alvin.
0: You're <laughs> hey, April, how'd we do? Let me know how we did. Did it sound like that? Did, is that how it went? Uh, do we need to redo it? Uh, you know, you're our director. You were there. Uh, we're going to do right now, we're going to hear from Kentucky Forwards Products. And then we're coming back with the big man himself, Tom Morgan, founder of The Adventurists, on this brand new race that I'm going to sign Jamie up for next year down in Patagonia, because it just sounds like something she would enjoy.
2: Mm -hmm. Camping is my favorite. It's
0: good Leslie isn't on here. She'd be having flashbacks. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com.
2: Did you know that easy keepers and horses on restricted diets are often at risk for vitamin and mineral deficiencies? Most easy keepers are maintained on hay, and some get a few handfuls of grain a day, and most of these horses get little to no green grass. Diets that don't include significant levels of green grass or recommended amounts of fortified concentrates just don't supply enough vitamins and minerals. Many horse folks don't realize that hay alone, even high-quality green hay, is not an adequate source of many vitamins. For example, when grass is cut and dried for hay, the vitamins quickly lose their potency. 70% of the vitamin E found in grass is lost in the first week after it is cut for hay. One way to ensure that your special needs horse is getting all the vitamins and minerals he needs is to add a vitamin and mineral supplement to his diet. A well-balanced supplement will provide the nutrients your horse requires without adding unwanted calories, starches, and sugars. in a natural form so your horse receives optimal results from this supplement.
0: This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com. Well, you all know the Mongol Derby. We've been covering it for years, and we talked about talked about it with Leslie at length when I challenged her to do it, and she was full enough to try it. And then we won an award, didn't we? We won an award because of that episode we did where she was telling us about it. So we're going to get Tom Morgan on here. He is founder of The Adventurists and the brand-new race they had called the Gaucho Derby. Let's hope he's available now. He's not there yet, so I've just sent a message. We've tried to call him. Hopefully, he's in a place in Argentina where he can actually get service, but we'll keep trying to get him. In the meantime, Jamie has a list for us.
2: I do. I have a list, and it's from horseandrider.com, and it's called 26 Horse Trailer Hacks, and I wanted to see if you, or potentially myself, have ever done any of these things. Like ever.
0: Does it include duct taping a wheel back on after it fell off?
2: <laughs> Let's just start with number one. <laughs> Let me just start with number one and see if you or I has ever done this. Number one, clean out all the shavings after every show and then clean the floor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Next.
2: <laughs> we take out all the mats and wash the entire area where the horses are in the trailer. Pressure it the once floor.
0: a quarter.
2: I spread baking soda on it before we put the mats back, blah, blah, blah. Oh, God, no. Okay, number two, wash and dry the outside regularly.
0: (laughs) What is this? a joke? Is this a joke list? (laughs) Now, we do have to do it. I'll have to tell you. We do have to do it here in Florida twice a year because the mold, the green, it starts, the white trailer turns green. So you do have to do it twice a year.
2: Number three, unload all of the work tech immediately.
0: Is this a joke list? (laughs) These are not hacks. These are things people never do. (laughs) Number four, put
2: everything in its own spot when you reload the trailer. This cuts the time you have to spend searching for a particular item when you need it.
0: Yeah, that's true, but it never happens. It's like you put everything in your office the same spot twice. I never, And then I go, where did I put that?
2: number five disinfect the trailer after every use
0: who does this <laughs> people six, with help
2: keep a pair of heavy duty scissors in each and every area of the trailer For then i'll what? go where well, i need some scissors to cut open a bale of hey i can't find my scissors oh i know where you
0: have to go to another county to get a pair of scissors
2: <laughs> <laughs> number seven store a medical bag within easy reach
0: well, okay. Yeah, that's a given. All right.
2: I do have a medical yeah, we kit in yeah. there, but it's under like nine bells of hay and all sorts <laughs> of crap. I've already piled
0: on top of it. For some reason, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs>
2: Number eight, load horses by personality to ensure they are all comfortable. I load the easy ones first. <laughs>
0: Number yeah, nine. We, we can't. We only have one way we can load. Nigel has to go first, and then scooter because otherwise, if I put scooter in, then then Nigel has a cow. So we just, yeah, I think you learn the way you
2: load. You first. learn, and then you yeah. learn who you have to unload first. Yes. Oh, yeah. If you that's, a straight load. that's a
0: thing, definitely too. That's definitely a thing.
2: Uh, number nine: carry extra filled hay bags. Number ten: no are not load. hacks. This is just <laughs> this is a work list. Yeah, exactly. I Number thought it was going to
0: be like, if your tire falls off, you can duct tape the axle Absol- back on.
2: That's why I wanted to read this list. <laughs> Load all of the tack, but only this? one horse's item at a time. What? What? I just pile off everything in the back of the dang ranger and drive it out. Throw it all in the trailer.
0: Yeah. We use the um, wheelbarrow. We just throw the crap in the wheelbarrow. And <laughs>
2: <yeah>. <laughs> keep a packing checklist on your cell phone. Uh, that's good. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh,
0: Stock Jennifer up. does have packing checklists, but that comes from her days in Pony Club, I think.
2: Yeah. yeah. Stock up on Dawn dishwashing liquid. Dawn is gentle on your paint and any decals. And you, <laughs> this person said, we use this everyday product diluted in a bucket of water cl- to clean the trailer walls inside and out.
0: You, can you use have Dawn, employees. You can use Dawn for freaking everything. Dawn's also the one you use for fleas on your dog. I, Dawn is like the miracle dishwashing stuff. It is. Yeah.
2: Uh, number thirteen. And by the em- way, we
0: actually use Dawn for our dishes too. I know it's weird. Uh,
2: number thirteen is employ a truck wash service. Well, you why you already didn't wash the truck and trailer every dang time you use it? This is again a list horse trailer hacks from Horse and Rider. Oh, shop at an auto parts store. For this what? is where you get products such as chrome wheel polishing kits. <laughs> what? What the hell am I going to polish? Oh, God.
0: Raise your hand, anybody, the thousands of people in this audience that has ever (laughs) polished their (laughs) corona. I'm going
2: to polish my. I'm lucky to get the horse poop out of the back before I load another horse. Who wrote this? Consider a Kardashian the,
0: did a Kardashian divide. write this?
2: <laughs> Line the dividers to keep horses from getting arguments. So I'll take full mats and hang them down from the panels to the floors. That sounds great. If you have, what? I don't know, Arnold Schwarzenegger don't most biceps, people have
0: dividers that have
2: padding. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Use pelleted sawdust as trailer bedding. Buy oh god number nineteen. Buy a trailer with an extra stall.
0: Oh yeah, that's what (laughs) happens
2: if you buy a trailer with an extra stall. You put your dang extra horse in it.
0: (laughs) Who is this person?
2: (laughs) Have a loading plan so you arrange your packing. Like little things like bridles and saddles go in first, and the big items like saddle racks and tubs go in last. Because once you get to your destination, big pieces are what you're going to want. I don't know. I need. Yeah, throw all
0: the crap in the wheelbarrow. You bring it over and you hand it to your wife who hangs it on racks.
2: yeah Yeah. exactly use clear totes or containers keep soiled items separate invest in a truck box
0: okay where do your soiled items go ours tend to just get thrown in the floor
2: (laughs) i put them on the mattress that's up in the goose
0: (laughs) see they're separate
2: (laughs) separate don't sleep on that mattress (laughs) number 24 have more hooks added number 25 compartmentalize we did
0: oh i got one we added more hooks
2: my trailer has two storage compartments, one for clothes, hats, show pads or anything that doesn't get stinky and sweaty and the other for saddle underpads, brush and kind <laughs> this of stuff is
0: a prima donna. Oof.
2: And number 26 ad shelving. Who let me just let's go back to the to the chrome polishing wheel. This is a
0: dressage person. What what discipline do you think we're talking about right now?
2: Okay, the the oh, let's see. The, I'm going to I'm going to click on the author's name and see if it tells us anything about her.
0: Because either, I do need not to not it's not a show jumper they're messy. Uh I'm thinking It's not
2: something. an inventor. Dear god, we No, it's not,
0: Definitely not an inventor. Are you kidding? Let's see
2: here. I'm going to Google her. Do have we never have seen our, an our wash guest? their truck?
0: <laughs> oh my god. Please. <laughs> I'm still looking. Oh, Tom's here. So, let's uh let's try and let's try and get Tom back from the adventurous. All right. Oops. Let's try that again. Okay, we're going to try and get Tom from The Adventurous now. I think he's ready. Oh, no, he's trying to call me, so I have to figure that out.
2: She rides Western. Looks like uh, Western Pleasure. Oh, really? Maybe a little raining.
0: All right, I think we can get Tom now. She has employees. Yeah, she Um, has people. Hi, Tom, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. Can you hear me okay? We can hear you just fine, uh, considering you're where? In Argentina, almost the end of the world?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, all the way down in Patagonia. Yeah.
0: So, you know, you you know that we have followed and we have covered the Mongol Derby for years. uh, And, you know, some of our people have been on the Mongol Derby. uh, And they still hate me, by the way. I think so. So, Tom... You decided the Mongol Derby wasn't bad enough. We're going to throw people on horseback, give them another horse to drag along, and send them through one of the most rugged countries in the world. Yeah, it seems
1: like the natural progression, I think.
0: <laughs> You're a sadist. <laughs> so, so, Tom, why Patagonia? And tell everybody where Patagonia is, by the way. So it's uh,
1: Patagonia is a region of both Chile and uh, Argentina down in the south southern tip of South America. So it kind of covers right from the bottom tip of South America up to about so sort of part way part way through Argentina part way through Argentina and Chile. i looked and, at the uh, map, it is
0: pretty much the bottom of the world. right.
1: <laughs> it's, yeah.
0: It's, down yeah, it's quite far away. Yeah.
1: Quite far away.
0: Why did you um, think Patagonia? It, because of the horse culture that was there already? yeah that's
1: it exactly yeah like i think one of the things that's brilliant about the mongol derby is the um uh the kind of connection between the people and the landscape and the horses and there is and celebrating those celebrating those sort of um cultures uh I, I think that they're just kind of really interesting. And there's not that many of them left where people genuinely rely and use horses in a day-to-day way. And Patagonia has this, this gaucho culture uh, that uh, yeah, I think is pretty fascinating.
0: Before we talk about the race itself, how... We were ta- Jamie and I were talking about this a few minutes ago. How much, what does it take to prepare for, I mean, you've been doing the Mongol Derby forever, so you kind of got that down to a science. But when you're starting a new race like this, and you do a lot of wacky races at the Adventurers, um, so <laughs> But when you're starting something like this, how much preparation, how many years in advance do you have to start figuring it out? Um,
1: it, it depends on the event, of course. Um, for this one, uh, we came here for the first time uh, in, uh, when was it? I think uh, December 2018, um, 2017, 18, yeah, 2018, yeah. So it's been about sort of two or three years that we've been looking at this, but we've we've thought about it for much longer than that, but not really done anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been pondering another race down here for about eight years. Uh, but, you know, we just sort of got around to it now.
0: And then you have to figure out, right, if the locals are going to be interested, because the locals have to be interested in helping out or you don't have anything.
1: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And, I mean, here in Mongolia, it presents its own challenges, and every place you work is a different set of challenges. So here we're obviously, well, land ownership is very different in Mongolia to here in Patagonia. So we're, you know, working with, uh, a large number of landowners as well as a large number of horse owners and um, yeah it's, it has its own challenges and the the terrain itself is is so different and so uh, inaccessible and wild in places here i think it's it actually feels a lot more remote uh, even if you're on you know on ranch land in principle you're actually just in the middle of nowhere and, there's no there's no roads. You can't get cars or vehicles to it. So we have to make sure that we've got um, a really rugged um, support network in place, and um, to. To ensure the welfare of the horses and to look after the riders as they go through that, so that's all been one of the challenges of kind of setting up a race in this place.
0: Yeah, because you're talking—I mean, you're talking some serious mountains here, and I know I don't mean rolling hills. (laughs) I mean straight up and down mountains.
1: They're quite quite pointy.
0: Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So this race (laughs) is going to be a little different. It starts next week, the first one, and I was looking at the list of riders, and I would say a lot of those riders on the list are people have done the Mongol Derby before. These are veterans, and I would think that you probably were leaning that way with this um yeah very much so. yeah yeah. because this is not one you want to do in your first uh, outing into the wild Uh, so it's going to be different because you're going 500 kilometers but it's a different kind of race because of pack horses and everything else so kind of tell us about that
1: yeah absolutely so what we didn't want to do was take what We did in Mongolia, which is, you know, we built all around the history and culture of Mongolia and then just sort of try and replicate that in another country because uh, it it doesn't really in any way celebrate the culture that we're going into. Um, The things, obviously the things that we learned and the the years of running these sorts of races in Mongolia are very transferable, but um, we wanted to make the flavour of the race very different so it wasn't just another really long horse race. It's something completely different that, works in this environment and this this landscape so we we when we did the test ride um a year ago and before that we were looking at pack horses to come with you because the distances are the, 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 the riding through the mountains is a more slow affair we don't want it to be it's not going to be a high speed sprint like in Mongolia because that's not you know, that's not appropriate for the, everybody landscape, will die. for the horses. <laughs> yeah, well quite, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll start injuring horses and things, which is really a no go for us. So we you know, the speed is gonna change and uh, and and it's a lot more about working with the landscape and horsemanship and navigation skills, um, and survival out there. So it's gonna be quite a So
0: different the pack race. horse will be carrying the riders' stuff, right? Uh food and Things like No, that,
1: actually, of, no? in this case, they still have pretty, so in Mongolia, we have very strict weight limits on rider weight right. for welfare reasons. Um, and out here, we're doing the same. They're not quite so small, the horses here. So we've gone for 10 kilograms of luggage, which I think is seven kilograms more than you need. Um, but <laughs> So the riders will have yeah, that. Yeah,
2: that's what I was thinking. I'm like, wow, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, they're pretty comfy with that. Uh, It's like a luxury hotel with tanker (laughs) rooms.
2: Just like it. Just Just like like it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly like it.
1: But the pack horse is actually reserved for horse feed. Uh, Um, So, whilst there's quite a lot of, there's pretty good grazing, uh, we want to just make sure that the horses are very well fed. If people are camping out overnight, you know, we don't want them uh, to end up through any sort of you know, maybe they were riding through a dry patch or something like that. We don't want to be risking any horses, making sure they're all you know, well-fed overnight and stuff. So the, the, the pack horses are just to carry feed for the horses.
0: So you had gers and stuff there that people could find. I mean, they were scattered throughout the countryside. Are there places that, that, you know, at your checkpoints, you're still going to do the checkpoints every 40 miles, but people are going to be keeping their horses longer. Are the horses wild like they are in Mongolia, or are you getting a horse that's more reliable?
1: They are not. Uh, so these are f- horses from the ranches in the area. Uh, so they're not. They're they they've been broken in. They're not. They're not quite the same feral lunatics that you sometimes get in Mongolia. <laughs> um, but they're also not. You know, they're not kind of to- tourist ponies. They're, they're they're working horses, and they will behave like that. I think uh, they are in terms of the gares we've got because we're riding through these bit massive branches. Um, <clears throat> some of them take a day or so to cross. Um, we, uh, have checkpoints that where you change horses are in the, what they call a stances, which is the actual ranch itself. So there's, there's sort of houses or sheds and farm buildings. Food. Um, yeah, food, uh, <laughs> both human and horsey. uh, every time they change horse and then we've got vet stations actually far more frequently than uh, the the 40 kilometers which is what's that 20 miles so then more the vet checks are now where in mongolia they're like 23 miles or something 20 miles um they are about 10 or 11 miles apart here so partly because the speed is lower we want to keep eyes on people more uh, you know at, at a frequent level so and I've you'll be able to. Vet checks.
0: From what I read, you, uh, in some of these sections, especially the technical mountainous sections, you won't be changing horses. You'll keep your horses if they're obviously. That's right. Yeah.
1: yeah, and that's where we stick in extra vet checks to make sure people are. You know, we're,
0: we're keeping eyes on the animals. As they go along. This is like a walk in the park. Huh? Uh, <laughs> well, what, would you,
2: like, what advice would you give to somebody who's going on this? Because you kind of know the terrain. You know the area a little bit better than than most. So uh, let's say I'm, I'm starting it. What's the best piece of advice you can give me?
1: I think the way to do well in this race is to really understand landscapes and navigation. Because uh, I think that's where people will get win or lose will be on a, a bad decision they make and end up in the wrong, wrong Valley. And then they're, uh, backtracking and losing half a day. So I
0: think. Yeah. I would yeah, think get, dead ends, right? I mean, you're, yeah, you're, you're, you, you make yeah. a decision, you go around a turn, there's a mountain in your way, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. very much
1: so. Yeah. So we're giving them the, we're going to give the riders some got a brilliant guy. Coming up to give them a briefing, we spent sort of thirty years running the running the national parks in the region around here to talk about navigating in this particular wilderness and the, these mountains and what to look out for. It's some very unusual sorts of terrain. I mean, I was riding or remember riding over what looked like a stony desert, but the whole thing was damp and there's water everywhere. So that's not such an issue as it is in Mongolia, um, where where in Mongolia we really designed the course around water sources. Here, you know, you can't. You 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 can't avoid the water, Um, so yeah, there's some really unusual things to look out for. Making sure you're kind of avoiding bogs and you know that sort of stuff to make sure that. When they're riding along, you're not. It's not just about navigating. Obviously, making sure you've got the shortest route between two points—that's fine. But that
0: might also, like you say, get you killed. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: God! this very passively says yeah, that yeah. might
0: also get you killed. Tom's like that <laughs> that way. So, Tom, I got a question about food. Speaking of food, human food—it's uh, mm. been a challenge for a <laughs> lot the riders in Mongolia getting sick on the Mongolian food, which is nothing like they're used to eating. Is it more palatable for Westerners in 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 Patagonia?
1: Yeah, it's, well, from my point of view, it's annoyingly delicious. Uh, (laughs) It's lots of uh, sort of, uh, they call them asados, where they will um, grill a sheep over an open fire. Um, So it's it's a similarly muttony diet, but with the same raw ingredients, they turn out something that's really quite spectacular.
0: So uh, less mare's milk?
1: Yes, zero mare's milk. Sort of okay. mare's milk for Malbec. <laughs> Leslie would be so happy sandwich. to hear that. I'll
2: <laughs> <Also> take <laughs> Malbec over mare's milk. But I would also like to say this does not sound very vegetarian friendly, the culture.
1: <laughs> no, 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 it's not. Similarly to Mongolia, it's not It's not a great uh,
0: vegan universe. Okay. Jamie's know. out. Uh, so <laughs> that
2: was the thing that took me out, Glenn. Damn it. I was in until then. I know. We were signing up for next year. So I'm going to tell you, we're, we're like, t- seriously, we are outdoor people. We love our horses and our animals, but I am not, I, I you would consider me an indoor kind of person, and I'm outside all day. I, <laughs> yeah,
1: I, y'all think, are, I think you'd love it. You'd love a, it.
0: Uh, Can we give it a breed. shot? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Tom, before we have to run, uh, will we be able to follow Dots?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Dots will be live. Yay. as well as commentary and photos as much as we can get out there's a bit less phone signal out here but we've got satellite stuff and we'll be we'll be getting as much out so that you guys can follow it uh, with as much fervor as they do on the Mongol Derby,
0: hopefully. Yay! Well, we'll definitely be following it. I'll post links up to it's theadventurous.com and we'll post links directly up to the Gaucho Derby. I'm excited really to see how this great. race goes for everybody. It's going to be a more technical race. People that try and go fast are going to lose this race. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, you can't... In Mongolia, it's fairly flat. For those that haven't seen the, the movies, they definitely should. There's a couple great movies out about it. <laughs> Um, but this one's a whole different world, and it's absolutely stunning. It looks like every place you go is a postcard.
1: Yeah, really, it really is kind of jaw dropping the whole way through.
0: Well, good luck. You're going to be out there and keeping you, everybody safe, and thank you for <laughs> thank you for providing some craziness in in this world. We, we appreciate it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, great speaking to you again.
0: All right, thanks, Tom. Cheers. Bye. <laughs> Bye. We have talked about the other things they do. They do rickshaw races over thousands of miles. I mean, they do some <laughs> crazy stuff. It's <laughs> Lots of organizing, lots of insurance. Yeah, he said it's taken three years to get this one together. Um, ah, just nuts. If you want to see the list, too, I'll post a link up to the list of riders. Most of them have done the Mongol Derby, so these are serious people who know what they're getting into. Uh, but it, the pictures, it, just go look at Patagonia sometime. There's a couple videos on YouTube. It's just stunning territory it really is stunning and very rugged all right let's talk about total saddle fit and then we're going to do some we're going to give away some prizes we are well total saddle
2: fit uh, stability stirrup leathers if you don't have them yet what are you doing because it is just amazing they're a wide body design on a stirrup and they bring incredible stability to the rider's leg and you think more surface area is going to grip a little bit better and this leather is so amazing it's so easy to adjust how many times you have those stirrups you have to like pull them down and then like jab holes trying to get them up or down these just zip right out, right up, right down. Really, really nice. Uh, the wide design makes a nice smooth transition on the flap. So it almost feels like there's no leathers underneath your legs and the portion of the leather that wraps around the stirrup. Again, it just makes minimal bulk underneath your leg. And it is just really nice. Uh, they're guaranteed to improve your ride or they will pay shipping both ways. They're guaranteed, (laughs) they're not guaranteed, but I guarantee they kept my butt in the saddle a few (laughs) times now. I have one set on my jump saddle and one set on my dressage saddle, but I have different saddles for different size of horses that come in. And I will remove them and put them on whatever saddle because they really help me that much. Jennifer uses them
0: every time she rides. She doesn't ride without them. Oh,
2: yeah. no. it's hard to believe
0: leathers could create that kind of loyalty.
2: Uh, they're just they're just so comfortable and they're just so easy and they're so tacky, you know, they're so sticky. so I really like them. You can go to totalsaddlefit.com, and uh, remember if you don't like them, they'll take them back and they'll pay shipping both ways. So you get them shipped to you and then they'll ship them back for you if you don't like them, which that uh, I bet nobody's returned them because they're just awesome. So,
0: I know we've, totalsaddlefit.com. we've seen in the auto room a couple of people saying, is the total saddle fit? Worth the money? Because it's a little more expensive than other stuff. And the answer is yes.
2: I'm not lying. (laughs) We don't talk about things that we don't like. Yeah.
0: So there you go. That's just how it works. Let's call. We're calling one of our auditors by the name of Linda, who's going to help us pick the prize winners. Because it's the end of the month. We're at Horselovers.com. Donated all the prizes that we're going to go over. And she's going to help us pick the winners. So we're going to give her her a call. Yes, I can. Linda, how are you? Good morning, Glenn. Good morning, Glenn. How are you? Good. So Linda, you're gonna help us pick the prizes, huh? Yes, I will. How uh, may I help you, sir? Well, um <laughs> we're gonna go over She's them one very, by one. Very She's sad very, in the morning, she really. Up today. Uh, so Linda, you. where do you live, by the way?
2: We live in Fairborne, Ohio, which is
0: it's eighty five degrees. It's sunny and beautiful today.
2: Oh yes, right on top of all the lovely snow we have.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Linda, here we go. We're giving away three Alrighty. things. You're gonna pick between the numbers one and two hundred and nineteen. But you're gonna hold on, let me tell you what the first thing is. So okay. we're giving away a It Toys and Treats Pack, valued at over $200, provided by Horselovers.com. And, and of course, we all know shop. what that I is. You banish it. boredom in the stall or home and are on the road with treats made to keep your horse calm and entertained. From treat bars to tongue twisters to paddock treats and a variety of flavors, from raspberry to apple to butterscotch, even the most discriminating horse, Will like these treats, so we're getting two hundred dollars worth of liquid treats.
2: That's a lot of licking. That's
0: a lot of licking. <laughs> so, uh Linda, a number between one and two hundred and nineteen.
2: All right, let's go with my mother's age, but she chose eighty-six.
0: Eighty-six.
2: She's gonna be mad at you for
0: telling that. <laughs> no, it was her idea. Oh, okay. well, hi, mom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cynthia Glenn says hi, mother. Cynthia Rowland is the winner of the lick a treats. Good job. I think Cynthia. after
2: seventy-five you don't care about telling your age anymore. It's like a badge of honor. Yeah. I'm freaking eighty-six.
0: That's right. I lived that long. That's right. I made it. Boom. <laughs> so Cynthia Rowland, congratulations. You now won yourself some lick a treats. Why don't you read the next one up?
2: The next one is the Gatsby 1680D Waterproof Turnout Sheet. Six sizes, four colors, valued at $159.99. <clears throat> Help your horse stay warm and dry this winter with the Gatsby Premium 1680D Waterproof Breathable Turnout Sheet. Except no substitutes, this turnout blanket is designed for maximum coverage and will give you years of use in all weather conditions. Crisscross nylon nylon singles, tail flaps, and adjustable style nylon leg straps available in six sizes, four colors. Take it away, Linda. All right. Let's go with the number of critters in our household. And that will be a rousing number of six.
0: In the house? Well,
2: no. We don't keep the horses in the house Oh, okay.
0: Right, just checking. Because, uh, Jamie, <laughs> six would Does be that the number that are in the room with her right now. No,
2: no, okay. no. Uh,
0: so She's the primary person. What number did you say? No, I've lost six. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Uh, number six is Katie Moulton. Congratulations, Katie. You got yourself a turnout sheet that you can use for your pony. And you can pick your sizes or your colors, and we'll be in touch to get the address. And then there's one more, and that's the Kensington Plaid Collection, valued at $300. It includes a complete plaid collection of horse clothing and accessory bags. And we all know the Kensington Plaid stuff. It's absolutely beautiful. It's been around forever. Uh, we we all love this stuff. We all love how it looks. It's very classy. And you're going to get a variety pack from kensington and i guarantee you're gonna like it so one more number
2: all right let's go to the end of the scale and go with 219
0: wow okay 219
2: oh yeah make him scroll
0: (laughs) 219 is larissa bowker Congratulations, Larissa! You are now the winner of the Kensington. I hope she has a nice horse because because the Kensington's going to look real pretty on a nice horse.
2: We need pictures of everybody. I want pictures of your horse licking things with the turnout yes. sheet, with the Gatsby stuff, <laughs> we uh, the K- Kensington stuff. We need pictures. We so. Need pictures.
0: Thank you're you, Linda. I'm sorry you didn't win. You didn't pick yourself. You're really bad at this game. We didn't well, go,
2: Linda. Good job, Linda. <laughs> I gotta send in one, you know. Yeah, I have yeah you Richard have send to send.
0: He wins all the time. You have yeah. to buy the lottery ticket to win. So Exactly. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Linda. All right. You're welcome. My pleasure. Bye bye. Linda bye. <laughs> Tell your mama bye. hi. Pay a- it pay it a- say pay
2: attention.
1: If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but
0: That is it's right. It is time for Really Bad Ads, the reason we give away these prizes. And if you submit the ad and record it yourself and send it through our voicemail line or as an MP3 file in an email you get double the entries, and we're going to have three brand new prizes. Thanks to Horselovers.com. Don't forget, if you go to Horselovers, use the coupon code HRN, and you will get $10 off any $99 order or more. So its coupon code is HRN. Thank you to Horselovers, and we'll announce the new prizes next week. But now we have to do some really bad ads, and Scott is helping us out, and he's going first today. Hey, this is Scott from Virginia with a bad ad from Richmond Craigslist titled "Horse and Pig, One Thousand Dollars." It includes two photos of a horse and a pig. <laughs> I have a two point five year old Greenbroke Trotter stud, about fourteen hands. Would be a good project for someone with the time. And also, I have a three year old feeder pig, two hundred dollars. Has been fed nothing but vegetables and grain. He has never ate any meat. Oh, I was expecting what? more. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <That's> Wait, <it. laughs> I'm. Uh, do people feed pigs meat?
0: I don't know, but the only thing I can think of is that movie where they threw the guy in and the pigs ate him. That's right. What movie was that? was that? Was that Silence of the Lambs or one of those?
2: No, I think it was like Fried Green Tomatoes. They did. That. <laughs> no, they barbecued somebody in that and then sold it to the cops.
0: <laughs> All right, on that happy thought. Thanks, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> So, I by went, the
2: way, Geld dash. Okay, <laughs> please. It's not a good project until it's castrated.
0: So, the next one, uh, Rochelle sent in a new name, actually. I don't remember Rochelle from before. So, welcome, Rochelle. I do. You do? I think so. Uh, so, this one is well, there's two ads. And let's see if you see a similarity between the two Craigslist ads, okay? <laughs> Let's see if this person knows how to use copy and paste. So the first one is horse Mustang Domestic 1150 in Westfield. And it says bay colored Mustang Domestic mare. Height is around 15 hands. Green broke under a Western saddle. No known vices. And it's K-N-O-W. No known vices. In good shape. Now, the next ad, keep in mind what I just read, says... By the oh, way,
2: that domestic Mustang that is green broke is for sale for $1,150. Yes.
0: Did, what did I say?
2: $1.50? No, no, no. You didn't say the
0: price. Oh. I don't think. So, the next one is a horse quarter mare for 1150 $1,150. <gasps> in Westfield... Bay-colored quarter horse mare, height is around 15 hands, green broke under a western saddle, no known vices, <laughs> in good shape. Uh, copy and paste works wonderfully if you're selling all the exact kind of horses.
2: But you should know how to spell no. Like, they wrote "k O W in both.
0: Yeah, in both, because they copied and pasted, and all they changed was quarter horse and mustang. And by the way, the Mustang is beefy. Wow. <laughs> that's a beefy that's really Mustang. Pretty. It's
2: pretty, pretty. <laughs> well, Matt sent the next one in, and this is off of Craigslist. And <clears throat> this is in your favorite spot to go trail ride. So pick up this one. It's in Gettysburg. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, and that's Tennessee, right? No, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania? Okay. <laughs>
0: Horse for sale. Tennessee. <laughs>
2: What's the place you Did guys rode Did you go to history Tennessee? class? No, no, no. Well, I was thinking of the place you guys rode in Tennessee. Was it the Billmore?
0: Oh, 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 oh. Gatlinburg.
2: Gatlinburg. Yeah. Gatlinburg. Gettysburg,
0: okay. Gatlinburg. It's about the same.
2: All right. Gatlinburg. <laughs> this is Gettysburg. Ah. We're <laughs> too close together. It's a
0: Pennsylvania Dutch accent if you really want to know.
2: I'm not going to do that. Horse for sale, nine-year-old Red Dumb. <laughs> $1,800. Dumb? Red Dumb. Horse horse name is Red Nine-Year-Old Geld. He look for lovable home. Space, period. Space, period. He will need a little bit work on the saddle more time ride him. <laughs> period, space. This is the next line. Period, space. He will be... Great ride horse, space, period, space. If someone ride him more. Next line. Under saddle, space, period, space, period. He have all him coggin' and shot and teeth done this year, 2019. That's not this year. (laughs) No scam, please. Price, (laughs) $1,800. And somebody come get him. He's pretty skinny. Is that a dead goat in the background? No, he's walking around.
0: And, you know, if you really look at it, if somebody rides any horse more, they're probably going to get better. Yeah. <laughs> you really think. You know
2: about what? He's going to be great. Somebody just train him up for somebody me. Somebody
0: just ride him. <laughs> we don't do that here. <laughs> they have a lot of goats, though. If you look at the pictures, there's a lot of goats in the back. All right. So let's uh, do Kimberly sent this one in. From Southern California. I'm supposed to clarify that.
2: Hi, this is Kimberly Smiley from Southern California. I guess I'm the other Kimberly from Southern California.
0: (laughs) I guess there's two of us. Um, No animosity there, (laughs) Kimberly. Gee.
2: I have a really bad ad, and this has no punctuation. Thoroughbred mare, $2,000 in Ripley, West Virginia. Says she is nine years old, purebred papers, and needs an experienced writer. Sweet witch, kids walks easy, stands to be shooed. If interested, call or text. Yeah, it said witch right in the middle. I don't know if that was a Freudian <laughs> slip. Witch. W i t c h.
0: She's a okay. sweet witch. At least That's she's not it. a mean Bye. witch. She's the good witch.
2: Isn't it amazing how hard it is to read <laughs>
0: <laughs> when there's no punctuation? <laughs> This next one has punctuation in all the wrong places. Uh, 1986 horse trailer, two horse. And I will be posting this picture in our auditor room. $750 in Idaho Falls. I or have older two horses trailer metal divider. Is a is out, but I still have it. No rush to get rid of it. Just looking for a bigger or larger horse trailer could do trade. Is, is that, there a roof I don't know is out, but I still have it. No rush to get rid of it.
2: What's out. I'm I think they're talking about metal divider, but I'm pretty sure you cannot fit two horses side by side in that skinny Ooh, little thing. And tough. by the way, we posted trailers in the auditor pages because Glenn and I are tired of having people <laughs> message us to want to buy the trailers that <laughs> we are posting. To this make is one fun of those
0: round fronted trailers. They paint hand painted it white because it was probably a rust bucket. And do you see the size of the tongue? How long it is? It must be twelve feet long. Uh,
2: that's a very Sweet. odd. It's huge. Thing. This I'm, thing don't would be hard to back up. <laughs> there is a nice section of silver uh, what is that material? Aluminum, now, aluminum just scrap that,
0: that they used to replace the stuff that rusted out.
2: <laughs> yeah. And there's rust on that too. So <laughs> that's cool.
0: All the windows uh, are gone too. It's air conditioned.
2: Yes yeah. oh, windows no roof it's a mess. Um, Lorreen sent the next one in and Lorreen is from New York and I have to do it. if I got, I got a channel Laureen, <clears throat> Lorreen, you need to send your own in because I'm you've got to get tired of me doing she really your gets
0: bad at doing your. Accent.
2: <laughs> I mean you got to be so sick of this just send it in yourself. standard bread space comma registered 750 dollars in teleco planes. I have for sale a nice standard bred Gelding for sale. He is a registered buggy racehorse. I do not have papers on him, but I can print them from internet. <laughs> he rides perfect and very fast. He needs a moderate to experienced rider. My name is Squat. Give me a call.
0: <laughs> hey, that was actually pretty good. You did, that was pretty you good. Go. You sounded just go like a ring.
2: Give me a call. Give me a cool. call. <laughs> That's so fun. I wish I talked like that.
0: Great. Oh, and those papers, you can just get them, print them off the internet. Like I can
2: print else. them from the internet, because <laughs> that's reasonable.
0: i find somebody's papers on the internet that looks like this horse. You'll it get might them. not be
2: the same horse, but whatever.
0: <laughs> that's never mattered in the past. Why should it matter now? Carrie sent this one in. <laughs> Geese, Middlefield, Massachusetts. We don't get many from Massachusetts. We have nine. Oh God! There's no punctuation in this, and, and it's a. All the names are weird. We have nine Toulouse geese, a pair of white Chinese, a pair of white Embden's, several color Muscovies, guinea hens, a pair of pearls, a trio of lavenders, a five by eight utility trailer. If interested, please email or call. I like how they threw the utility trailer in there at the list of the list of, long list of these birds muscovy's guinea hens aren't those the one you like the guinea hens you love those oh my god what is what are up. lavenders a, a pair of pearls a trio of lavenders
2: Okay, white chinese are the the big the one. geese like harry potter yeah, that i had that but but was lakes, a right? yeah
0: with the long and neck. then
2: emden's i don't know what that is Muscovies. i have two of those they're awesome ducks um I have guinea hens and guinea fowl and those are the worst possible creatures you could ever get. <laughs> Windy Ying, you're dead to me.
0: I get wish I had the Jenny's guinea Jenny. sound effect handy, but I do not
2: get guineas, Jamie. It's a great idea. You know their ticks. Peck out your eardrums. Uh, yeah.
0: And we don't know anyway. what pearls and lavenders are, so if somebody knows what that is, please let us know.
2: Yeah. Uh actually I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> Katie sent the next one in from Oh, wait a Perfect. minute.
0: Alert, alert, special alert. I just got a message from Lorreen. She said, Glenn, if I did the ads myself, I would miss Jamie reading them. Everyone <laughs> at work is wondering what I'm laughing at. I'm dying. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Lorreen, I want to come visit you. I have to, I have to hang out. Do you out think
0: with you? the whole office sounds like her?
2: Oh my God, she's in Brooklyn, right? Yeah, so sort would
0: have to, right? Yeah.
2: They're all like Lorreen. What are you laughing at? It's not funny. Do your (laughs) computer work and sit in your cubicle and keep it down. I'm on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where she works. She might not work in a cubicle. I don't know. I just made all that up. I have no
0: idea where she works either. I channeled
2: living, uh, working in a cubicle and the anxiety of it. (laughs) Laureen, what are you laughing at? Stop it! It's a picture. It's a photo of my child. <laughs> wait a
0: minute! She says, "Oh my God, that's my life." <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Alert! Another alert! Another alert! I knew you were gonna do
2: that, <laughs> Maureen, If you want to get people to be quiet in your office, then you have to yourself. Any hint. Okay, get the guineas, let them loose in the cubicles, Thank you, Robin. and the hilarity will ensue. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks, Robin, for sending me the guineas that I could torture Jamie with.
2: Right. By the
0: way, if anybody too. else has any other sound files that I could torture Jamie with, please send them to com. All right, I send to Katie's. Them to me, but I can't.
2: Katie sent, uh, yeah, I got to go. Uh, from perfect to project.
0: Lorreen's distracting, is- isn't she?
2: <laughs> I love her. again, I've never met her. I really want to someday. Horses for Rehoming UK Facebook. Oh, this is in the UK. Oh, I don't know if I can (laughs) You get all the
0: accents today.
2: (laughs) Needs new home emoji. 13.2. Fairy love child of petite woolly mammoth and a mountain goat. Kind to children. Adults are revered as the food dispensing god. Fences are not a problem. He can climb over, crawl under, push through, or I can't do it. That's just terrible. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Or jump any vertical containment system, snaffle mouth if you're a novice. If you ride marginally better than a toddler, he'll canter off and then slam on the brakes. <laughs> this is, by the way, well, that's the coin <laughs> like British cob pony. Oh my God, it's so cute. Air vest. Is recommended. <laughs> Useful to spread compost over your garden. Any wheelbarrow within reach of his little gob will be tipped to end the contents spread all over H pound sign exclamation point exclamation point apostrophe S. Half acre. Oh, that's a Hell's. Okay. Be tipped over and the contents spread over Hell's half acre before you can grab his halter. The one job he loves. Is pulling a cart. Steady in the lines once he's pulled out, like he's (laughs) steady in the lines. And once he's pulled out, he's coming out of a pit stop at (laughs) Daytona. inbox me for more
0: details. (laughs) I need another one of those. That'd be perfect. Oh, my God. Look how cute this
2: thing. It looks like a tiny, tiny, tiny little, like, Shire or Clydesdale.
0: Yeah, it does. Well, she said it's a petite woolly mammoth, and (laughs) that's what about what it looks like. Oh, my God. But, yeah, uh, but apparently it's a a, uh, damn it, Zeus, because (laughs) it doesn't like staying anywhere. Yep. All right. Next one is Casey. Uh, she sent this one in, and it's uh, it's very short. Horse for sale, Sorrel Brown. 12-year-old mayor mostly just likes to eat. $350. Oh, my <laughs> God. Well, that's what most of them do. Diane yeah. sent this one in. We're going to end with Diane uh, because that's how we do it. We end with you ending the show, and I'm trying to find Diane. Where is she at? There she is.
2: Hello, my name is Diane Diane. and I am from Mount Vernon, Washington. And I have another really bad ad to submit. So, this one is again from Skagit Craigslist and it is titled Butcher Hogs $350. Here it goes. We have a nice bunch of butcher hogs available, dot, dot. No hormones dot dot antibiotics dot dot or any other bad stuff <laughs> raised and finished on ice cream what they will weigh between 250 and 350 pounds we believe it will be the best pork you have ever had Collar text it's
0: probably creamy Ice what? cream? <laughs> what no
2: the wonder they're nine hundred
0: pounds a piece. <laughs> Do you think all they were they really saying all they fed these pigs were ice cream? I want to be a pig. No, you
2: don't. <laughs> <laughs> ain't gonna end well for them. Let me tell you.
0: Ice cream fed pigs. So we had pigs that were fed all vegetables and no meat, and then we have pigs that are fed nothing but ice cream.
2: I bet they taste better.
0: <laughs> I said. They're I mean, creamy. if I was
2: like a meat eating person,
0: it'd be silky smooth and creamy. Yum. See y'all Monday.
2: Spade, neuter, geld. And what I do we say?
0: You say spade, or neuter, geld, and now I say, and wash your hands off thoroughly.
2: <laughs> I forgot my happy story. Monday.
0: Monday.